0: CHAPTER Thirteen OF BILLY WHISKERS, THE AUTOBIOGRAPHY OF A GOAT THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG READ BY TOM MERRITT BILLY WHISKERS, THE AUTOBIOGRAPHY OF A GOAT BY FRANCIS TRAGO MONTGOMERY WHAT BILLY DID ON MONDAY All day Sunday, the circus people worked to get their tents up and everything in shape for the Monday's performances. And when at night they went to look over the animals to see if all were there, they missed Billy and Betty. Now there will be the Dickens to pay, said the animal keeper, if that goat can't be found. For he has been the means of bringing more children to the circus than anything else we have had for them. I will eat my shirt off if I know where to look for him. You can bet your life he is a good one on a hide. You and I will have to go hunt him, John. So go saddle two horses, and we will start out." He must have turned into some of the lanes we passed on our way here, and coaxed Betty off with him. They could easily get away without being noticed, when the bridge broke down. You search the town, and I will take the road and lanes. While the men were looking for the two runaways, they were quietly grazing along the road that led to the town. Now Billy got tired of the quiet and said, "'Come, Betty, let's go into the town and see the sights and have some fun, and maybe we can find a grocery store where there are good things setting outside to eat, or a fruit stand.' for Billy had not forgotten how luscious the pears and peaches had tasted that he had stolen from a fruit stand one day. This was agreeable to Betty, and the two trotted along side by side toward the town. Presently they came to a large signboard, on which pictures of the circus were posted. There Billy spied himself himself pictured as trotting along with a monkey riding on his back, and jumping through the paper hoops. At sight of the monkey, Billy got mad, as usual, and before Betty knew what he was going to do, he ran up to the fence and commenced trying to butt it down, calling to Betty to come help kick it over. They were thus employed when a farmer came along the road, and, seeing them, "'took out his whip and drove them off. "'They ran along before him for a while "'and then dropped back until he had passed them. "'As soon as he had passed, "'Billy spied on the back of his wagon "'a large basket of celery "'with the tops sticking out over the edge. "'Look, Betty, look!' cried Billy, "'pointing his nose in the direction of the wagon. "'Let's follow on behind and eat up his celery.' it will be a good joke on him." And the two scampered after the farmer, and soon caught up, for he was driving slowly, and he could not see them, for the things that were piled up high behind him. When the two rascals caught up to the wagon, they ate all the celery they wanted, which was more than half of it, as it was deliciously juicy and tasted fine they had had no breakfast except some dusty grass that grew beside the road while they ate the farmer whistled low to himself and planned how he would sell his celery to the grocery man and then with the money go to the circus and see the wonderful astrologer that was neither goat nor man who was advertised to perform he little guessed that the wonderful astrologer was at that moment eating up his celery and making it doubtful whether he would have any left or not. Billy and Betty were still eating when a dog spied them and ran out from his yard after them. Billy turned and tried to hook him, but the dog was too quick. He dodged, but in trying to escape from Billy, he got too near Betty's heels, and she gave him a kick in the side that sent him rolling over into the dust, yelping, and before he could get up, Billy helped him up by sticking his horns under him and tossing him over the fence. The owner of the dog saw this and ran out, calling for the farmer to stop, or he would have him arrested for allowing his goat to hook his dog. The farmer stopped to see what all the row was about, and while the owner of the dog was shaking his fist in the farmer's face, and the farmer was trying to explain that the goat and mule, as he called Betty, did not belong to him. Billy and Betty sneaked off and disappeared down a side road, and to their surprise found themselves facing the circus tents. If they went forward, the circus people would catch them, and if they went back, the angry man and farmer would be after them as they stood discussing which way to go, it was decided for them. For the animal-keeper, on his horse, turned into the lane behind them and drove them to the circus in double-quick time, with his long whip. All the way there he scolded them as he tried to crack them with his whip, and it was no fun being hit with it, as it seemed to take a piece of flesh out each time it struck." Betty ran in among the Shetland ponies where she belonged, and Billy dodged into the first tent he saw with a flap open. For a wonder, it turned out to be the one where he belonged, and in less time than it takes to tell it, Billy found himself chained beside the elephant. "'There, Master Billy. I guess you won't chew yourself loose in a hurry again.' and have me chasing all over the country for you said the animal keeper and to make up for his past bad behavior billy performed better the next day than he had at any time end of section thirteen